Welcome to Life-Giving Water Messages, where I expound upon the Word of God and, through the internet, deliver it to you. Today's message, my name is Reverend Todd Laddick, and today's message is based off of a four-part series. It's part two of a series called All Are Called, with today's message specifically called Equipped, based off of 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 32 through 40. So, let us dive into the Word today. Don't worry about this Philistine, David told Saul. I'll go fight him. Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy and he's been a man of war since his youth. But David persisted. I've been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. I have done this both to lions and bears, and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too, for he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. Saul finally consented. All right, go ahead, he said, and may the Lord be with you. Then Saul gave David his own armor, a bronze helmet, and a coat of mail. David put it on, strapped the sword over it, took a step or two to see what it was like, for he had never worn such things before. I can't go in these, he protested to Saul. I'm not used to them. So David took them off again. He picked up five smooth stones from a stream and put them in his shepherd's bag. Then armed only with his shepherd's staff and sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. Amen. God gives us the tools we need to fulfill our call. It might not necessarily look the way we expected or be the same way others do it, but God will create our own way for us. When I was a teenager, I was in many different bands. Surprise, right? Uh, A part of being in a band is recording demos so you can listen and practice, you know, the perfect sound. And that is where I I got my start in mixing and editing. I had my own cassette tape four-track player, and I would record our band sessions and even record my albums of my own songs on it. Um, Usually, just me and my guitar, that is, until I got my hands on a drum machine through a garage sale. You gotta love garage sales, I'm telling you. I would record the guitar, record the drums, and try to make up for a lack of bass. Really... My love for music and for mixing and editing started well before that. Uh, I remember when I first got my uh, got my first karaoke machine from my parents for Christmas, and I would record myself singing all sorts of karaoke songs from Bon Jovi to Richard Marks, you name it. I would I would record those songs. I would say it was probably ten or twelve at that time, and recording was just something I loved to do. It was something cool, something that I found as a hobby. I would even take CDs as an older teen and take songs from them and I would uh, record them onto my own cassette mixtape, learning how to best blend and mix songs together without editing hardware or, or, or software. And truth be told, I did that because I didn't have a CD player in my car at the time. I only had a cassette player, so I would make my own cassette mixes. And yeah, um... Finally, as an adult, a neighbor introduced me to a software called Acoustica Mixcraft Pro, which was dirt cheap and one of the best recording softwares out there for its price. 
with a full library of legit sounding virtual instruments, including a, a legit grand piano, drums, guitars, synths, band sections, and, full, and a full on orchestra. I started to edit mixes, started learning how to remix songs and how to record on uh, full on songs for my own side projects, music musical projects that just exist to me. Not to mention, I had been learning all along how to edit video digitally too. And uh, all of this learning seemed to be mostly for naught when I became a pastor. <coughs> I mean, I wasn't, <clears throat> pardon me, I wasn't going through film school or sound editing school. That wasn't what I was going to do. I was going to be a pastor. I mean, what kind of editing, besides doing it as a, on the side as a hobby, would I really do as a pastor? Finally, in 2020, we were slammed in a pandemic of epic proportions. And before I knew it, Christ was using my talents of recording, editing, and mixing for God's kingdom. A talent I thought I had nothing to do, I thought had nothing to do with my current call, yet I was wrong. God showed me that even my own personal desires and talents can be used for God's kingdom. I want to invite you to think about your gifts and talents that could be used in different contexts. What is it that you are gifted at? Perhaps you're great at math and finance, or perhaps you're an artist or crafty, perhaps you rock at organization or administration. How might you already be equipped to fulfill your call, the call that God has given you? We have administrators in our midst, musicians and vocalists, educators and teachers, CPAs and financiers, auto mechanics and handy people. All within the context of my congregation, and I'm sure if you're not a part of my congregation, I'm sure you have them in your congregation as well. <clears throat> God has provided us endless, endless resources. Today's scripture passage shares how David was equipped by his prior and perhaps seemingly unrelated ex you know, experience to take on this new challenge of battling Goliath that was before him. While David was not at this point an experienced warrior, I mean, he would grow to be one, but he wasn't at this point, he did know what it was like to protect his flock from predators, just as Israel needed protection from Goliath the Philistine. So first, it needs to be said that, like David, we're called to stay in the path God has set. This doesn't mean that our path or direction never changes, but rather that we always pay attention to whether these changes or challenges are coming from God or elsewhere. David would not be deterred just because Saul did not think he was capable of battling Goliath. Like David... Each of us is unique, and, we, and we'll have our own God-given way to follow our call. And other people really can't tell us yay or nay on that. That's between God and us. While emulating others can be helpful, we need to stay on our own path. David could not wear the armor that was meant for Saul, as we see in verses 38 through 41. He had to fight his own battle his own way. God gave David the wisdom and strength to stay on the path marked out for him. He took that he took that 
armor off. Put it down. So this isn't going to do. I'm a shepherd, not a warrior. I'm going to go out as a shepherd who I am. And God will do this for us too. As we continually seek God's guidance amid pressures and influences from others, God will keep us on the path just like he kept David on the path. Next, it's important to say that the confidence is key to following your purpose or call. But confidence in what or who? First and foremost, David had great confidence in God. God was the source of his power. David was going out to defend Israel, not because of his own pride or belief in himself, but because he loved God so much and this enemy was, was mocking God. From within this space of confidence in God, David also recognized his gifts and had confidence in the execution of his gifts. It wasn't that he was cocky. He just knew he could do it. God used all of David's experiences as a shepherd to help him face the battle with Goliath. And God will use our experiences that made us who we are as we are called to face new things. God has prepared and is preparing us for things to come. Our secular experiences can be used for God, both within the church and outside of it. I do this all the time. A fact of which I, I hope can be seen in my writings and in my sermons, especially the last series, The Matrix. That was a secular movie that employed religious truths. Finally, David's example shows us about the relationship between faith and call. Calling is a journey. David's faith was what gave him strength for the moment. And David knows God, and for that reason, he does not fear. He has experienced God's intervention and victory before. He knows God will be there for him. You don't just fight a lion or a bear willy-nilly. You know, that's serious stuff that could kill you. But he has had God intervene for him in the past, and he is sure God's there for him now. So when God calls us, we do not need to fear. We can trust God has equipped us with the tools we need, even if they are five smooth stones, a staff, and a sling. David was not afraid to use his gifts. He saw other ways outside of being a shepherd to use his gifts. Too often we limit the use of our gifts, but God has equipped us to bring about the best. To bring about the best. In fact, our callings often go beyond the work of church operations. Each of us has a vocation or a job that we have and or are part of or, or group. If, we're, if we don't have a job, maybe we're part of a group or a club. How can you use your vocational gifts or your talents to help people who you work with or who you lead or who you uh, hang out with to show them love, compassion, and inclusion into God's family? Think about the ways you might use your gifts not only within the church, but also outside of it. Sisters and brothers, this is the time for us to recognize and embrace all our gifts. As a church, we have a diversity of gifts that can transform the world. 
For example, someone with the gift of storytelling might use it for witness and evangelism by sharing their own stories or others to connect people uh, to, uh, to the divine. Or perhaps you are not a social person, but are someone who does things behind the scenes. Who can you encourage, lift up, and help others for Christ in ways that fit your gifts and graces? Or excuse me, how can you encourage, lift up, and help others for Christ in ways that fit your, your uh, graces and gifts? I want to invite you all to have confidence that God has already prepared you to step up in faith, just as God prepared David to face Goliath. Just as God prepared David to face Goliath. So I will I will leave you with this, these words from Mark Hall of Casting Crowns in their song, The Voice of Truth. Oh, what I would do to have the kind of strength it takes to stand before a giant with just a sling and a stone, surrounded by the sound of a thousand warriors shaking in their armor, wishing they'd have wishing they had had the chance or the strength to stand but the giant's calling out my name and he laughs at me reminding me of all the times i've tried before and failed the giant keeps on telling me time and time again boy you'll never win you'll never win but the voice of truth tells me a different story the voice of truth says do not be afraid and the voice of truth says, this is for my glory. And the voice of truth says, or excuse me, out of all the voices calling out to me, I will choose to listen and believe the voice of truth. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, thank you for the voice of truth. Your voice, the voice that leads us from where we are to where we were created and called to be. Help us to be a people, Lord, who answer that call with confidence, just as David did when he stepped out to fight Goliath. Lord, help us take down the Goliaths in our life, in our lives, so that we may be ever more close and faithful to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, friends, thank you for tuning in. It's always a pleasure to have you here and to... Uh, and to uh, to be bringing these messages to you. Hopefully you're getting something out of them. I would take it that if you're coming back every week, you are. And uh, that makes me happy because I'm getting something out of them too. And that's what this is all about, being on the path together. So again, uh, if you are, uh, if this is your main uh, spiritual nourishment for the week and you have it in you, there are links in the episode notes to... Uh, to contribute to the to the church I serve again this ministry is free I don't charge a dime for it because uh, this is the, the good news and you don't charge for the good news but if you have it in you to help um, if you have it in you to help our ministries the church could really use it uh, if this is supplemental then please serve your your congregation wherever you are attending and if you have it in you to help both of us out neither one of us would be upset about that so uh again with all of your heart if you can uh, we would appreciate uh any giving that you could do with that said i want to remind you as i always do every week that you are richly blessed so that you may be a blessing to others Go in peace.